Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one. Pack Bond with a Bound Pack, written by Sad Ice King. Ghosts. Ghosts are the closest approximation that we have on Earth to what those in the verse call pacts. In fact, more than one instance that a human thought was a ghost could actually have been a pact who had found his way to Earth. The pacts have no corporeal form, no body of their own to live in. They float through the verse as small bits of consciousness and inhabit one piece of inanimate object or another. Most can either move or be sensed, not both. They shift around places as their tiny spirits until they find something that they wish to inhabit. Then they are stuck in that place until they decide that they wish to move about of their own accord again. We had them on Earth and didn't even know it. They possessed things and attempted to communicate, but their methods of communication was bursts of localized energy in different frequencies and rates. Most people felt sick or anxious and couldn't understand what they were feeling. Then we reached space and started learning about the pacts. Most other races thought them ridiculous, but we, in our odd ways, found them endearing. After a very long time and much trial and error, we learned we learned to communicate with them in a very rudimentary way. With earpiece in place, their energy bursts found words, though they sounded to us as a child in pitch and vocabulary. In all honesty, it was adorable. It even bore an unexpected consequence. Humans were willing to take a small object which held the spirit of the pacts and carry it places. Suddenly, the tiny things could travel and communicate and see things from new perspectives in exciting ways. Soon, every traveler and small group of travelers had one each, and large ships had a few. Human ships had a multitude hidden here and there. Humans and pacts were wound together. The pacts loved to travel, especially in buttons, zippers, glasses, pins, earrings, other small accessories that humans like to wear on the outside of their clothes. Though they also like to sit inside fake teeth, which is disgusting, but when they live there they tend to not communicate as they know that we humans don't approve. I knew a ship captain once who wore an old English naval uniform and claimed every button up and down the thing had a different pact inside of it. Another man had a bag of marbles in which there were three or four packs that would change the marble that they lived in, and a man with a collection of rocks in his room with a pact from each planet that he'd gotten them from. Then there was Ed. Ed had a pen that was inhabited, the simple term that we have adopted to mean contains a pact, and named Red. Now Ed was not smart, not particularly attractive, and didn't have much in the way of aspiration. He was, however, gifted with a certain trait that we have now found to be unique amongst the humans. Ed was the man who, completely by accident, would say something offensive or abrasive, not meaning any offense usually, just something he didn't understand, and would get beaten. 
usually badly, but he would stand right back up and look you in the eyes. He fought back when needed, and he hit hard enough to stop most with one good punch. But he preferred the quiet, non-violent life. Ed could endure almost anything. Most racers amongst the stars flee from a fight that they are going to lose. But we humans stand tall and proud. Ed stood taller and prouder than most. Now Ed was a traveler. He lost his parents when he was young, and as soon as he could, he made his own way about the verse. Most likely, he had something a little wrong with his head. But he was never in one place or around enough other humans long enough to find out or get help. Not that he wanted or really needed any. An accidental act of heroism earned him accommodation in a human ship once, for which he was awarded the pen. Soon after, he found that it was inhabited and earned the best friend that he had ever had, Fred. Fred liked the feeling of the pen as it wrote, and traveling in the breast pocket with Ed, and even the absent-minded twisting of the cap. His name wasn't really Fred, but that's what Ed called him. Pacts don't have names, really. They are separate identities, but they don't refer to each other with individual identifiers. One day, as Ed was traveling between systems, lounging in the cargo bay, writing in a beat-up journal that he had found to please Fred, the ship lurched. It was an odd occurrence for a ship-traveling FTL to lurch in a location with no gravity, but Ed didn't think much of it. He looked around, then back down at his little book. What was that? The small voice sounded as if it was emanating from just inside Ed's ear. Though it was being relayed from a piece implanted behind his ear to his eardrum, Red's voice sounded small and soft and made Ed think of his own voice when he was younger. I don't know, he continued writing, not looking around. Should we investigate? Ed laughed at the odd translation. They really were children. Investigate, he said the word slowly, trying to show Fred how to say the word. It never worked, but Ed always tried. Should we? Fred insisted. Ed carefully put the cap on Fred's pen, then closed his book and slid it into his pocket. The pen was clipped onto his breast pocket, and Ed stood. Just as suddenly he was stunned and laying on the ground. Something had hit him hard in the back of the head, and he had fallen. His eyes cleared, and he sat up. There was mumbling around him as the bleary shapes began to solidify into creatures. He felt for his pen. Red was gone. Red! Red! The things standing around him stopped, and the top parts of their shapes turned towards Ed. Ed stood and wiped the damp from his eyes. Tall, hardy-looking beings. Tough skin, long limbs, and sharp teeth. Ed had seen their like before. Pirates. They were two feet taller than he was, and they did not seem intimidated by him. Where is Fred? An ugly, glutteral sound came from one of them. They hit him again. He fell, feeling the blood start to flow. He stood again, and was hit again. Four more times he stood, and was cast down. The monsters thought it was some sort of game. The sixth time, however, Ed wouldn't be pushed anymore. The human trait had begun to blow. His adrenaline and bright created a barrier to his pain. 
It was time to fight back. The punch came in as expected. Ed pushed it to the side and slammed his fist hard and fast into the creature's middle. Something broke somewhere and the creature dropped low. Ned took its top and stared at what should be its face. My pen, where is Fred? The things chittered to each other, creaks and cracks. The one whom Ed had not struck took a step back, looking around wildly. Apparently, they hadn't expected resistance. Ed wiped blood from his face and hit the one at his mercy again. It crumpled. The other one ran. Ned, however, could also run and knew the ship. He caught up quickly and kicked the other thing's motor appendages. It too fell with a shriek. It shook spindly arms and yelped repeatedly. Ned stood over it, fists raised. It gestured up the hall at the sign that signified bridge. My pen, my Fred. The thing just pointed and yelped. Ed took that to mean yes. He wiped more blood from his face as he walked to the bridge. The things had entered from the cargo hold. The lurch was contact of their ship on Ed's. They quietly saw through the hull and entered the hold from behind Ed. They reached him just as he stood and knocked him down, if not out. While he was dazed, they took any belongings that seemed important, and the shiny, insignificant pen seemed out of place. One of them took it and continued on to do their job. In the hall leading to the main bridgeway, Ed encountered another group of two pirates. They hit first and fast, and Ed was hurt, but he did not stop. He continued to take it after hit while trying to deliver his own until both the other things lay in heaps on the ground. He panted and took another step towards the bridge, and then another. As Ed drew close, he could feel Fred. What he was feeling, though, he didn't know it. But was his friend's specific energy frequency, and it pulled Ed closer to it. Ed knew where he was going, and he would protect his friend. Blood fell as he walked. He would have limped if he could feel the pain, but all he felt was anger. The door to the bridge opened to admit him, and he stepped in. The men and monsters inside the bridge watched in fascination as this lone, quiet human who had lived in the cargo hold for a month stepped into the room. One creature had a bladed weapon to the captain of the ship, who had just been trying to negotiate peace with the pirates. The captain could see the blood, the creatures could smell it. Both the red human warmth falling and the bluish sheen that covered Ed's fists. Where, he began, is my friend? Where is Red? Where is... He panted again. My pen. The battle that followed was bloody and painful, but in the end, Ed stood searching bodies for his friend, while the last of the pirates whimpered on the floor. He pulled Fred from an odd pouch in the skin of one of the things and held it close. I found you, Fred. Ned, thanks you. I was scared. The thin voice sounded in his head again. He smiled through a swollen face and started to cry again. And so the bond between packs and humans grew stronger. There is no real gift or advantage having them gives a human, but we like the company. Makes the void of the verse seem more bearable. Most of us would do anything for a pact we befriend, and they know it. Story number two. 
Snarl, the Destroyer of Worlds, written by pure Psychomantis. Snarl, the Destroyer of Worlds, Devourer of Weak, Slasher of Flesh, and Queen of Her People, yawned. Her mouth stretched wide, exposing deadly sharp teeth. She reclined on a soft cushion, a vision of contentment and of pride. Snarl's human servant clinked something in the room of fine smells, breaking the hollowed silence and making her sensitive ears twitch. Her human was adequate, although some way short of her ideal. For a start, she greatly desired more food preparation or less, well, whatever it did when it was not serving her. Perhaps a light slashing would educate it. The humans had served her people well over the years. Snarl's race had come to this territory many centuries ago, and had found a verdant world teeming with prey. Creatures filled the skies, wriggled in the pools, and zipped enticingly along the ground. The prey was so tempting and so numerous that some of her kind had chosen the way of ferality, evolving into giants to hunt forever. Snarl's clan, however, had chosen an altogether more subtle and rewarding conquest. They had seen potential in the human animals which believed themselves the masters of this fledgling world. They had domesticated the humans, taking them for servants. The process had not always run smoothly. Accidents had happened, faces had been eaten. The human race had sometimes flirted with rebellion. Mention of the human terror weapon... The suction machine still brought a shudder to many of Snarl's people. Ultimately, though, the experiment had been a success. The humans were now their greatest triumph, bringing food, entertainment, and comfort to their overlords. Snarl considered the state of affairs as she absentmindedly licked an itchy patch on her silken hair. Recently, the wanderlust had seized her. Were there more worlds to be conquered, more species to subjugate under the fleshy pads of her feet? Maybe it was time to begin the final war of this planet, to rid themselves of the humans, and to set out again on the great chase among the stars. Tom Bright finished washing the dishes and walked back into the living room. He sat down on the sofa next to his cat, Pandora, who lay on a cushion washing her paw. Tom placed his hand on the cat's back, eliciting a small purr. He turned on the TV, his hand still stroking Panda's soft fur. Perhaps, Snarl thought, the war could wait. Things here weren't all bad. End of chapter. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.